Welcome back, everybody, to the 80th ever episode of the West Coast Preps podcast. Can't believe it's already the 80th ever episode. It's almost been a year of West Coast Preps. Here we are. It's been a crazy time. Baseball, basketball, a lot of, well, let's just say a lot of shifting in the rankings recently. Let's just say baseball is going to welcome another new number one team tomorrow. Basketball, well, the number one team is going to stay intact this week. We've seen what Camp Lindo has done on the basketball court. Girls basketball, maybe it's the same thing, but been an exciting time and it's also been an exciting time for our Golden State Warriors. Blew a massive lead yesterday but then Stephen Curry with a three-pointer there to win that game. The GOAT I think right? No he's not the greatest of all time. Greatest shooter of all time. Greatest clutch performer of all time. Michael Jordan's the greatest clutch performer of all time. And you see what Steph did. Game winner again. MJ was hitting game winners in finals. Steph doesn't need to hit game winners in finals. Because Kevin Durant does that instead. What, one time? And it wasn't even a game winner. Pretty much was. Steph isn't Steph the one that hit the three to give him the lead? But the did, 80s was the dagger. Are we talking about 2017, though, also? Game three? Kevin Durant there? Pulling up? Yeah, isn't, didn't Steph hit the one that took no. the lead? No. That was it. That was that was no that was Katie gave him the lead there in 2017 2018 Steph hit a shot then Katie hit the dagger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either way, Steph the goat. No, he's not the goat. He's top five, but he ain't the goat. But he went for 49 and three quarters, and then went for 37 last night. He's only 83 pointers behind Ray Allen and 600 fewer games. Steph's a different beast. He should be MVP this year, but he's going to get Jip. Yeah, of course he is, because yeah. Jokic. Steph is, far, Steph is far better and far more valuable. I'm sorry. Jokic is great, but... You see that roster he has around him? You see what yeah. Steph's got? He's got Draymond. Yeah, Steph's value was off the charts. It's literally off the charts. There's nothing else. Probably nothing else you can do. If you, they're relying heavily on Kent Bazemore to come through right now, on Andrew Wiggins to come through. Kevon Looney's not a scorer as a center. Draymond's not really a scorer every once in a while. That backpack-looking three-point jumper goes in. But Draymond, we all know, isn't a scorer. There's not, not even a lot of other guys that can create for themselves or even run in that system anymore. But Steph's doing it. But you know who else is doing it? I know, Greg, you were there Saturday night for Camp Lindo Bishop at Boys Basketball. We've seen Camp Lindo a lot. We're going to see them again tonight against Dave LaSalle, another top 10 matchup. I mean, this Camp Lindo schedule is ridiculous. But the scary part is Camp Lindo keeps on rolling. Even when Aiden Mahaney gets hurt multiple times, Camp yeah. Lindo just – it's incredible what the Cougars are doing with Steven Dyer, who, as we mentioned last week, recently won his 100th career game. Yeah, no, I mean, it was a – Incredible game against Bishop O'Dowd on Saturday afternoon. Um, the 6 p.m. tip-off was exciting from start to finish. Uh, like you said, Mahaney, I'm not – I don't even know exactly what happened. Uh, I, I heard he got a pretty bad cut on his – I believe his right hand. Yeah, it was a pretty bad gash. Yeah, pretty deep. Yeah, and I, there was a lot of blood. Um, I don't know what he hit it on exactly. Um, it was definitely kind of a bizarre moment. I guess he hit on, like, the back of the backboard or something like that. But, I mean, what what an incredible game. You could see the resilience of Camp Lindo going down, you know, into the fourth quarter being down at halftime. Um, 
you know, but Emmanuel Callas scores 20 points in that game um, on 45% shooting. Um, and you also had Shane O'Reilly getting 15. You had Cade Bennett get 10 points in the game. You know, it just it seems like everyone on that team has <clears throat> a role. And it's just next man up kind of mentality for that team. And you saw what they did. They only gave up, I believe it was six points in that fourth quarter and ended up winning 56 to 47 and a nice little fourth quarter comeback. But I mean, you could see the talent that's on, on the court for both sides was incredibly insane. Um, but Camp Lindo, there's a reason they're the number one team. And I was almost right though with the Bishop O'Dowd pick because that team played incredible. Just could see maybe a little fatigue, maybe in that fourth quarter. Um, maybe just a little, got a little tight, a little nervous going into that fourth quarter. But what a game. Yeah, I was looking at a Bishop O'Dowd is 500 record. Their resume and their schedule has been as difficult as it gets. They've beaten De La Salle, but they've played some of the region's best teams already in Camp Lindo. I think you put it perfectly. Everybody fits their role and plays their role too. It's Emmanuel Callas is dominating in the senior season, 17 points per game. He's putting up 20 points on a number of occasions. He's averaging over two and a half steals per game, seven rebounds per game. Shane O'Reilly's only a sophomore. He's at 10.8 points per contest, 3.4 rebounds. You've got Cade Bennett's a junior, the son of, as we mentioned, St. Mary's head basketball coach, Randy Bennett, who's done a great job there for, the Gales men's basketball program in the West Coast Conference. He's averaging 10.6 points, 4.8 rebounds. I mean, you've got Aiden Mahaney. You see what he does when he comes into a leader. Very competitive. He's got a swagger, which is a really – he's got a fun attitude to watch out there. He's, he's a fun player. He's really smooth. And you see he's a four-star. He's got five offers. I was so excited to see him play. And he I think he only played for only two or three minutes into that game before the, the unfortunate um, accident, injury – whatever ended up actually happening. But I was excited to watch him play a full game. Um, but I, I was dead. eventually get to see it. Yeah, you will. You've still got another year of Aiden Mahaney at Camp Lundo too. But even without him, Camp Lundo is fun to watch because you've got their yeah. big man, Matt Riddell, does a great job picking up boards, scoring inside there for them. You've got Chase Bennett, Kate Bennett's older brother, another great guard they've got. You've got Yasukochi. You've got Max Weaver, the Davidson signee at receiver, right, also comes in. He does a great job just filling his role, doing all the little things. He can score a little bit, does a great job of rebounding. So you go up and down that Camp Lindo roster, they're just yeah. doing a great job. And let's go through their schedule real quick. Of I was just going to say, let's go through all these wins. Salesian, yeah. Piedmont, Alhambra, Deer Valley, Aquilani's, Riordan, Miramonte, Northgate, and then Bishop O'Dowd. And then, you know, just good old De La Salle tonight. Yeah, they got De La Salle tonight. They got St. Vincent tomorrow night, who's another top five team. The schedule is nuts. Then later in the year, they're going to play Bellarmine. They're going to play Miramonte again in the league schedule. They're going to play Capital Christian on May 15th in a away game in Sacramento. That schedule is not easy, but Camp Lindo's rolling through. They beat opponents already. They've outscored them by 172 points through nine games. They beat Salesian by 16, Alhambra by 40, Piedmont by 15, Doherty Valley by 18, Alkalani's by 37. Reardon by eight on the road, Miramonte by 14, Northgate by 15, Bishop Bodowd by nine. Camp Lundo's on a tear, and they've been very fun to watch. But another team that's been on a tear that keeps jumping up, the Dublin Gales. I know they lost nine seniors from last year's team. A lot of inexperience. They only had a couple of seniors coming back. They had Caleb Bowden going to Nevada, Reno, to continue his basketball career there. In the fall, you got T.J. Meager, their senior point guard, was the leading returning scorer at 3.6 points per game. 
I know Dublin had a chip on its shoulder going into this year. Talked to them before this season. You know, a lot of people were saying, oh, it's not going to be the same Dublin teams of the past because they lost guys like Jane Saunders, Anthony Roy, different guys that were going on to play college ball with that incredible senior class they had in 2020. But here comes Dublin again. Coach Tom Casella runs a fantastic basketball program and he's done a Dublin going to NCS championship games, deep Northern California and state runs. And well, Dublin this year, what they did last time, I know you had texted me, it was that school or real? No, that, that was real. They, they were up 22 to 10 on, on Bellarmine after one quarter. They go up 50 to 18 on Bellarmine, who last week was the number two team in the Bay Area. They had outscored them 28 to 8 in the second quarter alone. They won that game 76 to 39. They had a 40-point lead at one point and had a running clock there in the fourth quarter against Bellarmine. And Bellarmine is fantastic, right, with Cole Despy, Ryan Chiacci on. They were number 15 entering this game in the Bay Area. Dublin was 10. It was supposed to be a great game, but Dublin, I mean, it was one of the best games you'll ever see Dublin play. And that says a lot with all the great teams and great games they've played throughout the years. Yeah, I mean, I I saw the score um, after I got done driving. I got home, and I was like, there's no way. No way, because I've seen Bellarmine play twice this season now. And that's an incredibly talented team that always puts up a fight. It's always – in the game, no matter what, they just played Mitty and, you know, played a great game against Mitty um, twice last week. And so I was I was in utter shock. Uh, like you said, I sent you a text right away. I was like, there's no way that score's real. Like, there is a – you put a typo in the tweet. That's wrong. Oh, it was right. It was, it was right. It, that's, it was insane. Um, but Dublin's got a great squad. <clears throat> You've talked about it. Coach over there is just doing a great job with the system continuing to roll players in and out of that place, going to college, um, had nine great seniors, like you said, last season, and they got another great class this season. So, And now you look at their schedule, they play Doherty Valley um, on tonight, actually, and then they go Thursday to go play Mitty at home, then they play Dallas South twice back-to-back. I mean, isn't that just a ridiculous schedule who they're playing? I don't think you're going to see a whole lot of – Schedule's looking like that. Seven games in nine days. They were going to play 17 games in five weeks. Now it's the four. The schedule changed, and these teams accommodated them. But what they did against Bellarmine was huge. Coach Costello told me after that game last night, I mean, he was literally speechless. He's like, I'm dumbfounded. I don't know what to tell you. Every shot went in. He was looking at his assistants throughout the game going, what? That shot just went in too? What? What do we shoot? What's our percentage right now? Like that Steve Kerr gif when uh, Steph's shooting a deep three, fade away, and he's like, and then just put your hands on top of your head and laugh. That's all you can do. He's just like, oh, what a dumb shot. Oh, no, never mind. Great shot. Great shot takes Steph. But it was like like the peak Warriors in the dynastic run. They could miss. Defense led to offense, transition, pull-up jumpers, threes, attacking the basket. Everything worked. They have two sophomore guards, by the way, Courtney Anderson and Donovan Cooks that are guys – and that's 2023 class you got to watch for. Courtney Anderson. Just a couple more 2023 right. amazing athletes. And just another couple more basketball players out of Dublin to watch for the next few years. Courtney Anderson's already got a few Division One offers. He moved in from Salesian. Donovan Cook's another double figures game for him. Well, those two do is guards out there. Next to TJ Meager, who is a senior point guard we'll get into in a little bit. He has a feature story coming up on our website later this week. I mean, they Dublin's got it all. They're – they're getting a lot more comfortable. They only had a couple practices leading up to the season, a lot of Zoom virtual stuff, but here they are learning on the fly. They have four practices this entire month. 
it's just game after game after game. And that's their practice. They'll maybe have shoot arounds earlier in the day, but that's it. And here they are. You've got Courtney Anderson with some division one offers as a sophomore. You've got Caleb Oden, the Nevada Reno commit that senior lawn athletic. He had a block last week against foothill. That was just ridiculous. It, it had, it reminded you, I know it's a bad memory, but of that LeBron chase on an Iguodala, that's the way it felt. That's I was the reminded many times of that block in the, in the O'Dowd camp window game. There was multiple of those. Was not happy. Was a great, <laughs> play, but great play, but it brings nice back bad memories, right? Yeah. But, I mean, if you're going to have this many games in such a short amount of time, you need these blowout wins because, you know, you can sit your guys and rest them in the fourth quarter and the second half and whatnot. So, you need those games every here and here and now just to, you know, kind of give your guys some rest here and there. So a big, big win for Dublin. You know what it also does too? It gives some of these reserves more minutes and more experience. Cause let's say they play, they're playing a midi or De La Salle, Doherty Valley or Granada later on this year, all these great programs and you get in foul trouble or someone goes down, right? It's given some of these bench guys that aren't playing a whole lot and just some of these tight ball games some experience they're getting reps out there. And that's, Nothing really beats game experience. I think anyone in most sports will tell you that there's only so much you can do. But once you get out into the game, it's like in the field and the workplace and business. There's only so much you can learn in practice in the classroom. You're going to learn as much as you can in that game or in the actual field of competition itself. But Dublin's looking good. I mean, another backcourt that we've mentioned is Piedmont's backcourt with JoJo Murphy and Luke Harris. Luke Harris has scored 1,000 career points. He's playing college basketball next year. Carlton. Jojo Murphy, another player of the year candidate. He's averaging 27 points per game. Luke Harris is it. Well, Murphy technically is it. It's just ridiculous what these guys are doing. 29 points per game, 27 points per game. These guys are just dominating in every sense. It seems like every game when Ben Spencer texts me, they're sat after the game, they're going crazy. And you've seen Piedmont already play, and you've seen what those two do. And they're that backcourt's as good as it gets in this region. Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at their schedule too. The, the one loss that they have so far right now is to an undefeated spot in Camp Linda. You know, so they are 6-1 and one now, 4-0 and oh in the league. Um, they beat a good SRV team. Um, they beat Northgate, um, Castro Valley, Alameda, San Leandro. They play Castro Valley again tomorrow night. Um, but, I mean, then they go play Bishop O'Dowd, Mount Eden, um, and Bishop O'Dowd twice, actually for the rest of the season. So they have a pretty good schedule and it's going to be a lot of fun to see how these, uh, how this team, I should say, and Jojo Murphy and Luke Harris do the rest of the season because they got a lot more games left to play. They've already played seven and they got, looking at the schedule now, about 10 games or so left in this season. So, um, and all of that by June 4th is their final game against Bishop O'Dowd at home. So it's going to be a, going to be fun, and I like both of the kids. I think they're both going to do great things um, at the next level. Um, yeah, I, just more great talent. Um, Piedmont definitely putting out some good, uh, some good kids out there. Coach over there is doing a great job as well, um, and has their team at six and one. So, yeah, those games against Bishop O'Dowd are going to be must see games. That I wish it was almost a year where you could have student sections of games too, because you know that would be. Those would be massive matchups, mm-hmm. just absolutely incredible, that atmosphere. But even so, you know, it's still going to be great basketball that we're going to have to watch. And then to the girls' side, someone who's making a very early player of the year candidate, Natalie Pasco, the San Ramon Valley junior. She's put up 40-plus points in two straight games. 
She was an NCS champion last year at San Ramon Valley under head coach John Cristiano. This year, she comes right back and, well, 40-plus points in two-strike games. She had 46 points and 15 rebounds in one game against Cal, 41 points the game prior against that same Cal team. In her first game, in a 70-31 win over Granada, 20 points and 12 rebounds. San Ramon Valley is now a top-five women's basketball team in the Bay Area, too, and Natalie Pasco is a big reason why. Yeah, I mean, 3-0 and already this season, 2-0 and in their league play already, and it just seems like every game we see something about her just going off, whether it's a double-double, whether it's 40 points, whether it's something this, something that. It seems like every single game she's been doing something insane, and now they have a big game against Dublin, two undefeated, undefeated squads on Friday night at 7 at San Ramon Valley. So uh, just a few games left for them on the schedule currently. Um, and we'll see where what she's able to do for the last few games that they have uh, scheduled. But we'll see. I mean, another great talent in the Bay Area. Yeah, she's someone I know that is getting some Division One interest and college interest. Could be interesting to see where offers come from and where she ends mm-hmm. up. She is definitely – she's making definitely a case to be athlete of the year for, for women's basketball with those numbers and what she's doing. And another female athlete that's having a phenomenal season is Foothill's pitcher and softball, Maddie Highland. Foothill dominating recently last week against Livermore, who was another top 10 team. They came in number seven. Foothill was number five. Maddie Highland against that Livermore offense. So got 13 batters. Complete game shutout. She's going to UC Riverside and Foothill. Now the number five team in the Bay Area. They're on a big winning streak. They beat number six, Amador Valley, and number seven, Livermore, by a combined 19 to nothing. You know, when you have a pitcher – like you do, like she is in softball, you're you're gonna do some really, really big things. And Maddie Highland, it anytime she's on the mound, it's it's a scary sight if you're an opposing batter. Yeah, and I mean sometimes that's all it takes. You know, when you have someone that's just that dominant, you know, you can easily go twelve and two like they are right now, um, and beat teams. You know, because they're gonna go out there and put up zeros every single inning. It seems like, and you have that confidence going into the game when someone like that is on the mound and someone's dominating just that much. So, I mean, look at their their record. Like I said, they're 12-2 and two already, and she's definitely a big part of that, of so why they are. Um, and then they also play tonight against Granada, uh, who's 13-7 this season. So it would be another good matchup for them as they have five games left this season. Yes, that's going to be a great game. Another top 25 matchup there. And then to the baseball diamond, too. You look, EBAL, WCL, once again, there's going to be a new team at number one in the Bay Area baseball rankings tomorrow. I won't disclose who, but maybe it's one of these teams. You're seeing Cal now won 15 out of its last 16 games. Yesterday against San Ramon Valley was an absolute thriller. San Ramon Valley goes up 4-1. to one. Cal comes back, takes a 6-4 to four lead. San Ramon Valley goes up 7-6. It's 7-7. 8-7, San Ramon Valley, bottom of the eighth. Cal wins an extra innings. And both and going into that game, Cal won 14 of 15, San Ramon Valley 13 of 14. And the Grizzlies right now. Raul Fabian, Kyle Olympia, Aiden Camberg, a sophomore. You've got Nick Bronzini, a junior, is going to Arizona. Raul Fabian, who I mentioned, going to Long Beach State. Cal baseball right now in San Ramon Valley. I know San Ramon Valley lost that game, but they've still got two more games in the series. That's going to be fun. Those are can't miss matchups as well. And Cal. They just – they can't be beat. They're, they're finding ways to win. They've got pieces up and down that lineup. They've added some more guys from football, like Teddy Boris is back at third base. He's obviously a great quarterback for the varsity football team. 
had some of these football guys back and cows even better than they were before when they were already yeah. hot. I mean, now you're seeing these real teams coming together after the football guys are now coming back and get into the swing of playing baseball again um, as two totally different sports. And, you know, it takes time to adjust to go back and forth between the two of them. So you're now seeing the full potential of these teams that they're able to play at full strength. Uh, and now you see San Ramon Valley, like you said, they've won 12 of their last, what, 14 now. It's now 15 of the last 16 for Cal. Two amazing e-ball teams that are just going on absolute tears through, through their leagues. Um, and it's crazy. You, early on, we saw all the WCAL teams going on their tears, and now we're seeing e-ball teams just absolutely go insane. Um, and it's fun to watch. Like you said, must-see matchups right now. It's been a lot of good baseball this year. Um, I know – it's like that every single year here, but it seems like this year has just been fun, exciting every single game. Yeah, let's just go up and out some of these Cal stats too. Raul Fabian, another just huge performance. He's got 11 doubles this year, two triples, one home run, hitting 448 as a junior for Cal with 14 RBIs. Kyle Olympia, the senior, 441 average, 19 <laughs> RBIs, three doubles in the home run. Aiden Camberg, a sophomore, 385 average, 16 RBIs, four doubles in a home run. I mean, just massive, massive production from some of these players. You see why they're either committing to D1 schools or they're getting Division One interest. We'll just go through that block score from yesterday against San Ramon Valley, too, because Bobby on right of that lineup. Okay, he had just one of the biggest games of the season. He's had a lot of them. Four for five day, two doubles, two singles. In Camberg had a double in that game. And then to Santa Monica Valley, Jeff Camber going to Lawrence University. It was also four for five, two doubles, two RBIs. Casey Cummings, shortstop, a senior, four hits and five at-bats, two doubles there as well. Jaron Navarez, who's going to San Diego State, a great pitcher with a 0.83 ERA on the mound, three hits, two RBIs. That ERA is stupid. I mean, I, we've seen it every now and then. You don't see it often, sub one ERAs. Um, that's just dominance. Absolutely insane and incredible. So, talent all over that field. And they got two games left, right, in this series. They play in three games at this time. Yeah, so, um, yeah that's going to be must see matchups again. Yep. No, it is. It's it's games that you really can miss. They're, they're going to be good ones. And we're going to make some, let's throw this one in here. Make some EBAL and WCL predictions. Greg, first off, who wins the East Bay Athletic League for baseball? Who wins the East Bay Athletic League? Who's in the league? Yeah, give me some standings here. Um, man. I'm, I mean, I'm going to have to say Cal. You know, they, they got the advantage right now just being San Ramon Valley. Uh, I have to go with Cal. I think they're the most talented team out there right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna go somewhere different. I'm gonna go San Ramon Valley's gonna win the EBAL. So you think that they're gonna win these last two I think games? It's gonna be, I think San Ramon Valley's gonna pick up these next two games and I you know it in this league I could be completely wrong too. But that's what makes it so fun. I just think Jaron Navarez is gonna have a big outing here this week. San Ramon Valley pitching staff's really gonna have some big days on like a Wednesday and Friday, but that Cal lineup a big day against the Carolina might be giving up four or five runs too because of Fabian, Hamburg, and those guys. It's going to be fun. I think San Ramon Valley and Cal, I think San Ramon Valley will either win it by one game or they'll tie at the top. But San Ramon Valley will have an edge because of 
the series. That's it. But it's going to, those are going to be the top two programs in the East Bay Athletic League. And I'm 51% confident in that pick at Sarah Mavada when East Bay Athletic League. The other 49% is devoted to Cal. I think if I picked SRV, you'd probably pick Cal. I don't know. I think I might still pick SRV. Really? Okay. Fair yeah. enough. It's, I, I haven't seen Cal play yet, actually. Oh, you know, I haven't. Fun. They are fun. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to, to go see that squad, and I maybe Friday. Maybe that, maybe that's my Friday game. Yeah, you should go. Not quite sure yet. Yeah, you, but, um, you, know, you know, let's lock in Greg for Friday for that game. Greg's going there Friday. It's set. It's set on the podcast. Greg's going there Friday. That's it. Ninety-nine percent in. Greg's hundred percent in. Let's be real. Greg's in. He'll be there. Greg will be at that baseball game Friday. He's got to see that matchup. So I got to see it yesterday, and he's going to see it Friday. But then he's going to win yep. the WCAL. Mm. I'm going to stick with Valley Christian. I know that, you know, they've kind of had a couple games here and there, but I'm going to stick with Valley Christian. I think that team's just too talented of a team to not not go and and do what I think they're destined to do this year. You're going Valley Christian. I'm going to go St. Francis. What St. Francis showed in that series of winning against Valley Christian, I think St. Francis is going to pull out that league title. I like some of the pitching they've got. I like that offense with Johnny Tarantino, Wyatt Kane Tarantino going to Santa Clara, Kane Cal Poly commit. Obviously, there's a lot more in that lineup. Will Florio, Ben Cleary is a sophomore prospect. There's a lot of guys for the Lancers that you've really got to like, and we can go into their standings here right now in the WCAL. I mean, it's it's about as tough of a league as it gets also because you've got St. Francis there at 6-3 and three in the league. Sarah, though, at 8-1 and one in the league, too. Valley Christian at 6-3, and three. Mitty 6-3. and three. So don't sleep on the Sarah Padres either. But I think St. Yeah. Francis is going to be – I don't think – have they played any WCL opponents, though? But St. Francis – Sarah's 8-1 and one in the league. Interesting. I thought I heard that they weren't playing um, anyone in the WCAL. They've already played three games against San Ignatius, won all three of those. They took three of three from Reardon, two of three from Sacred Art Cathedral. But it's a dip, but they're only playing X number of teams from the league, too. You got to look at it, too. They're not playing the Valley Christians or the Middies this year. So it's a little bit of split up, both regions and counties this year when you're looking at that stuff. Definitely, definitely a weird year for sure. But yeah, I mean, all those teams are great. You see Valley Christians 14 and four, six and three in league, Middies six and three in their league. So it's going to be it's going to be a fun race down to the end. Yes, it's it's going to be a great one. That's a can't miss there. Now, Greg, before we wrap this up, you got any other takeaways? Any thoughts from this last week of Bay Area high school sports? <clears throat> Bay Area versus everybody. I know we didn't <clears throat> get too much into the draft that happened a couple weeks ago now, but I mean, you can see the talent that continues to come out of the Bay Area, um, whether it's in college, whether it's going to the pros now. Um, this the Bay Area versus everybody mentality at this point because just kind of under-recruited. But as I say that, the uh, offers that Bay Area kids have been getting over the last two weeks since the football season ended has been absolutely insane. It seems like every other second if someone else has got an offer, whether it's Irby, um, you know, SRV players have been rolling in with – uh, offers. I think Air Force went on a run and offered like 15 guys or something like that. Absolutely insane. So um, <laughs> just crazy. Air Force just went crazy with Bay Area. Um, Pitt has really um, hit in the Bay Area a lot lately as well. So 
it's been a, it's been a lot of fun for sure to see all these kids get their opportunities at the next level. Um, and it's exciting because these kids deserve it and the Bay Area deserves it. Yes, they do. So it's going to be fun to see how this recruiting continues to heat up, especially over these next few summertime months in June, July, August. And then obviously once these 2022 kids hit their senior years in 2023, 2024, et cetera, moving up a class. But it's going to be fun. And that wraps it up for the 80th ever episode of the West Coast Preps podcast. Got a lot of more game action coming up this week. We've got some little AAU basketball big tournament that we'll check out this weekend too. So be sure to stay tuned for all that content. Subscribe to our YouTube page here. Follow all of our work on social media at West Coast Preps underscore and check out all of our stories and content at westcoastpreps.com.